ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into the brand new Infection Podcast, episode recorded live on Tuesday, February the 28th, 2023, episode 424, Infection, the new Infection Podcast is a kind of an intersection of modern politics, which has creeped into seemingly every facet of our lives, and the video game industry. Joining me as he does each and every week, Brian with an I, Aldrich. Hey, Brian, hope all's well. It's going very well. Of course, you want to find me at Brian Aldridge on Gab Parlor, Who Social, all those, or Boyce Computer on Twitter. Since I wow. Get my name because some guy who goes to uh, his, his cheer for his kids has it, and that's all he posts is about his, his kids' cheer. So, to all the li- listeners, start tweeting at Brian Aldridge on Twitter all of your important. Just annoy relevant- the guy as much as you can so he gives it up. There we go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, just uh, a <laughs> s- 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 little saboteur going on there. Um, well, Brian, there's a lot going on in the uh, world right now, and with the brand, you know, with the, with this rebrand that we did over the last couple of weeks, uh, there's been a very interesting push into the political side of things. And now Ukraine, if giving them hundreds of billions of dollars worth of aid, money, tanks, missiles. Resources. If none of that was enough, if if is selling out future generations of American children to fund some bullshit war in Ukraine wasn't enough for you, they've got more that they want the world to do. Is that correct? Yeah, and we've <laughs> we've got well, we've now have the Ukraine telling us what video games that they think we should be allowed to have here. Oh, I mean, oh, I'm <laughs> sorry, sorry, Mr. Zelensky, my apologies. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I, and so <laughs> they they have uh they've been pushing Sony and Microsoft and Valve to ban a new game that's just as recently come out called Atomic Heart. And I think it's because there's developers from it that are from Russia and it, you know I I I have not played it, but it's set in I think a scene that's kind of in Russia or whatever. Uh, but they don't want anything that has anything to do with, and this is Mundfish is the company that, that made this. They don't want them doing anything, you know, pu- publishing this, having anything to do with it. Uh, and so th- this this right here, I, I, I don't know if the game has anything really to do with the war. Probably Or not. if it's purely because they are, you know, this is, they're based out of the country or have some links to russia which really we haven't gone to war with technically correct that is true america is is not at war with russia and we are still having some sort of i'm sure you can still make a phone call to russia i'm sure you can still write a letter to russia we have you know you could send a package i'm pretty sure probably still to russia if you really needed to sure um so you know still they have the ability to publish and sell things. And uh, I think this is even on the Game Pass from what I remember reading. So obviously, you know, this is not viewed as a highly pro-Russian war, anti-Ukraine type of a... Microsoft wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole if that were the case. Well, it's, you know, uh, Nissan Communications stole exactly the point that I was going to make in the chat saying... They have the time and resources for that. I was told that they were on the brink of the end of the world and they've got enough time to be lobbying American companies to ban video games. So what is it? Is your country being steamrolled by Vladimir Putin or are you trying to advocate what video games 
should be allowed to be played in the United States. Uh, well, you, it can't be both at the same time, Brian. You can't be on the brink of World War III in your country and also be worried about video games that uh, 15-year-olds in America are playing. Those two things don't exist in the same universe. Well, and here, here's where they went wrong, according to uh, the Ukraine. Oh, please, Is yes, let me get some more lectures from the Ukraine. Not, they did not release a public statement condemning the war in Russia against <sighs> Ukraine. They only said that the studio is a pro-peace organization that won't comment on politics. Oh, my goodness. Imagine that. Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> I mean, these, guys, so these guys need to be burned they at the bow, They didn't bend the knee, right? They didn't, and they haven't done the groupthink that they're, they're supposed to do. I mean, I encourage people to go read 1984. And, of course, you saw the recent study that showed that people that um, watch Star Wars that watch they, they they got some different shows um i'm trying to remember off the time and you know th that they were more likely to be right-wing extremists if they uh if they did these certain things well, what about me <laughs> and so, i don't watch any of this stuff and i'm i mean yeah i'm crazy well yeah it was lord of it was lord of the rings <laughs> oh, okay. uh star wars let's see hmm. um i'm trying I, I, i'm gonna try to find the the, the list here but yeah, it was it was Lord of the Rings, White Wing. Here we go. Um, <laughs> uh, so if you read 1984, which I can understand, 1984 is a very much kind of laying out what's happening right now. But George but Orwell they, they wasn't saying George Orwell wasn't right wing. He was just a, he was just an author. He was a science fiction author. Yeah, but he called a lot of the things that they're doing now. So they don't like well, that. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> so Lord of the Rings, and yeah, and then there was C.S. Lewis who did like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Of course. Um, if you read those things, that you are far right, you're more likely to be a far right ideological mindset. Ah, so, interesting. So Huxley, which I can understand, um, Brave New World is it was Huxley. Is Iron uh, Rand on the list? Know, just, I didn't see Iron Rand, but she, which is surprising because you definitely yeah, she, would be more she's likely. Great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, hmm. I think that the book is too long for them to really bother to push, you know, to read it, to figure out if it's a war. Uh, that's a really uh, I was long just book. War and Peace. 1984 is a long book. It's like 700 pages or something. So no, no, no but but go. I I read um, I read that one, and it it's like the book is like this thick. Oh yeah, the whole the whole Ayn Rand book. Uh, it, it is huge. It's just crazy. But 1984, really, if you look at the group think thing, if you look at the endless wars and, and and kind of keeping their their population going and using the more the uh, war machine money to push everything and the propaganda and you have to fall in line and it's all kind of what's happening right now. I mean, they were a little bit late. They guessed 1984, but you know, hey, maybe it's you know 2024 will be the year yeah. of that book instead. Uh, but yeah, this is something. Now, one thing there is a place where they tripped up. Because well, before you before you go into that, I just want to state just again, yeah. just so that we can lay this out. Ukraine, a country that the yeah. world is funded at the tune of hundreds of billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of, we, of our tax is, dollars have gone uh, to fund that yeah. war. Uh, correct. It, that is that they are constantly talking about how it is the most dire of situations and we need more money. That's I mean, uh, every single day Zelensky is talking about needing more money. Yet their foreign ministry has enough time to draft and do research on video games to tell the Western world what they should or shouldn't be playing. I just want to make sure I'm understanding the story, Brian. Yes. And, and one interesting thing wow. is 
there's Munfish actually has several developers from the Ukraine that help create the game. And they even have Ukrainian subtitles on the Steam version that you can watch See, and play with. If you know what, if if I were Mudfish, they might as well make the game and just make the whole game anti-Ukraine. The whole game is you just blow up Ukraine. It's the same difference. You can make a game that does that or doesn't do that, and it's the same result. This is the because you didn't bend the, the knee. Problem. But see, this is this is exactly God. You've really got me pissed off here, Brian. This is exactly <laughs> the problem. There there is no point of trying to tightrope walk around this stuff when you're dealing with yeah. the when you're dealing with far left ideologies. There is no tightrope that you can walk. You can do the smallest of things wrong or murder somebody in the middle of the street, and it is the same result to them. So you might, yep. my approach, how I handle it is I just go all in because either way, I'm going to get fired for it anyway. So who <laughs> go, cares? Go 100%. Why, go 100%. Why get fired I'm, for 1%? Exactly. Go 100%. If I'm going to get fired, at least I'm gonna, it's gonna, if I'm going to get chastised in public over it, I might as well be for something good. Like, I'm not, I don't want to get yeah. fired for being like, ah, uh, I... I don't like Brian. He's a jerk. I don't want to get fired for that. I want to be I want to be fired for going on a profanity-laden rant about you and your whole family. If I'm going to get fired for I mean, it, like, just let me have I mean, it. It's kind of like the Scott Adams thing. Yes. He, he didn't lightly touch on the topics. He just went all in and said exactly what he was thinking. And he's been doing it for he years. he got fired for it. Yeah, but he's been doing it for yeah, years. But he, but he said it in a way that I guess they weren't happy with this time. Well, but, yeah, he, that's all. Yeah, well, I'm not commenting on the Scott Adams side, but my whole point is, is so they make a game, it's got Ukrainian subtitles, they have Ukrainian developers, and it might as well yeah. be that the game is just the opening line is, we're glad everybody in Ukraine has died. It, that's might as well have been the opening scene of the game, it's the same result. Because, I mean, yeah, you've got you've got Zelensky coming after you just as much. Exactly. Now, there is so one the area, there is one area where they had to, they did apologize Ah. Uh, because in here, there's a Russian cartoon because it's placed in, in Russia, and it has an old, you know, Soviet area era Russian cartoon that's in there mm -hmm. um, that has a, a, one of those old depictions of black people like they used to have back in the '60s. Oh, like you know? Walt Disney's cartoons? Yes, oh, <laughs> like those. Okay, yeah, um, okay, great. Kind of like like there was my grandma. You know, my my grandma was raised in a very different time in America. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she would, she would tell stories like little black Sambo. Um, I don't know. You probably never heard of that, no, but they're books that, that used to come out. Um, and it had, you know, depictions of, of a little black child. And it was a really interesting story. Uh, he, and, and, you know, of course he talked like Mammy and Pappy, you know, that's how they would talk in the book. And, uh, and that's just how they depicted them. Now here there's, like two seconds of a depiction that flashes by that has ha that depiction of a black person in it. And so I think they're going to cut out probably that, that little section of the clip because the rest of it's fine. It's got a but, wolf and, you know. <laughs> so, but looking at this, it you know, according to, I'm reading some of the comments here on Eurogamer, apparently there's a lot of very historically accurate things in this game yeah. from the Soviet era in Russia. And this is one of them. So, yes. But it has, but it has, still has to be canceled. Well, because yeah, they they don't they don't want any kind of a negative de depiction of black people in here. Well, now, they've may, got. I, I think Walt Disney. They've got me. depictions of white people, which they've got you know the snooty rich dude you know who's who's in there. Uh, you know, I mean, at what point do you not? It, it, it they were depicting like a, an African native. Yeah, but it, here's you know, so that's what yeah. they flashed on the screen. Yeah, so yeah, his, history history is no longer allowed. We know this. You're not allowed to. 
depict anything that happened in history. You're not all of this. It's it's just and I mean, again, if you're having like, well, this happened not long ago. Don't you remember the heat that the Call of Duty W uh, World War Two was under? With the not the swastikas that were in the game, I mean, oh, it was like yeah. the freaking end of the world. They're like, guys, we're trying to tell a f- we're, the video game is set in freaking World War Two. What the hell do you want us to do? We fought the Nazis. We beat them. <laughs> what? What? How do you want well, us to they, depict the Nazis in the game? This up, is their symbol. Yeah, they came up with an alternative kind of, of a symbol that was. Now, one thing I, I don't know if you remember this being in the in the news, but there was the man in the high castle. Yes, that of was course. a television series, very popular so, show. What they they did a promotion for that show where they took a subway car, like the inside of a subway car, and they had half of it with the uh, the Japanese, you know, all these Japanese graphics, and the other side had the Nazi graphics on it. And you look in this subway in New York, and it's just communist Japanese symbols everywhere and Nazi symbols all over this bus. They had to take that down because it was just so, or in the subway, because <laughs> it well, was. Yeah, I was like, who? Who you approved this? You like, can't allow that, that, but you can get you can get axe murdered in a. Was that Amazon who made that it too? It I mean, Amazon. Amazon got away with doing that. Yeah. I was surprised well, that that made I'll it past what, all the editors and review. Thank God that didn't make its way in, but you can still get axe murdered on a on a train or <laughs> beaten to death with a hammer. At least you've got that going for you on the New York City subway yeah. system. But it's just it, it's yeah. this it's this ongoing push to just get rid of history, and yeah. I don't. Now, and the, here's the reality of, of history, Brian, and I know this is this will, you know, may I put a disclaimer out, the following comments might be offensive to some listeners. Not all history was great. Not every yeah. country had the, had the greatest history. We deal with this all the time here locally in Wilmington, where, where there was a, you probably know nothing about this, most of the country doesn't. The only actual insurrection that ever happened in this country was in Wilmington, North Carolina in 1898. The Democrat hmm. governor of the state convinced all of the white people in town that black people were evil and that they needed to be run out of town. And that's literally what happened. They overthrew the government mm. back in 1898. And for whatever reason, that history is like, oh, it's not, you can't, you can't talk about the real history there. You can mention no. that it happened, well, but you can't talk about the real history. There's this attack on history because most of the time, if you actually go back and look at world history, it's always the left that's in the bad people. Like if you look at the, party of segregation and racism in the United States was the Democrat Party. If you look at the Mao and Mao and all of these other fascist dictators that killed hundreds of millions of people, they were all progressives. Like they were just all, that's who the, all yeah. these people were. So they don't like history. And then they try to cancel it at well, any and, time they and can the get, issue they is, have the opportunity. There's that quote, right? Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat to repeat yeah. it. The left or you've heard to, it, you know, yeah. those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. There's variations yeah. of that quote, uh-huh. but, but that's exactly what they're trying to do. Because yeah, if you really like dig down into where the racism was in early America, it was the liberals who then are now pretending like it wasn't them. There's a guy I follow on Twitter. He's a black guy who went through and broke down that whole history and proved the whole switching of parties and all of this. He was like, I keep hearing this. And so he broke it down in a way that was just irrefutable. It was pretty interesting to read. You don't need to go that far back. Joe Biden spoke at Robert Byrd's funeral. Robert Byrd was a member of the Ku Klux Klan. And Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton spoke at his funeral. 
Yes. That's well, it, I, and no that's the more thing. Said. It's really close it out. End the show. There's nothing else that needs to be said. <laughs> that's it. Yep. And that and that's the problem is is they sit there and try to convince you that they're the ones who this whole time have been fighting for them. Yet, yes. if you look at what they're really trying to do is to erase history and what's going to happen. People are going to go down, which, what, are, what is, not what will happen, what is happening. We're going down the exact path. We're going back to segregation. We're going back to racism. It may be it'll be hitting different people this time, but we're going right back to the same path that we've already repeated. And those of us who, who study history, who, who, don't blind ourselves to history, look and say, hey, we're doing the same thing, whether it's what happened in World War II, whether it's what happened in the 60s, all these different things are repeating themselves to where we're reverting that history and starting to do some of the same things again. And if you look and said, well, hey, this happened once before and you had that hindsight, hmm. you would look and say, well, why would I do this? Because last time this happened, look at where it went. Yeah. When you pick one race of people and you say, those are the cause of all my problems. And if you go on YouTube and you look and see what some of these anti-white videos that, that people have been putting out, um, what, what do you think that, where do you think that leads? Where did it lead when the Nazis did it? Right. And, and, and all those people were totally satisfied, right. With killing people because they then were able to be convinced that those people were the cause of their problems rather than looking at the own causes of problems, you know, whether it's government and taxes, just real world issues that cause them to not have a great economy for a period of time, to not have good jobs for a period of time. Well, it's easier to blame someone else rather than taking your own personal accountability. And once again, we're repeating those same mistakes. If we could just get rid of these people, or if we could just make it to where these people can't get the jobs because they're taking them from us, that's exactly what they did in Nazi Germany. It's exactly the same thing. And, and yet we're too stupid to sit here and look back and think, huh, we're, well, if we do this, we could possibly get it to where we have a giant war going on again. And, well, and here Brian, we go. We're, we're just done chomping it. right down that path. You've done it again. You've really pissed me off. I mean, you've just I'm really, sorry. you've <laughs> really just taken, you've really just taken the knife and just twisted it in there. It's, <laughs> it's so unbelievably frustrating to watch this stuff yeah. go on day in and day out especially it's, when you see all. you see it have already happened yeah you well, know the playbook yep. you you see where it ends yet people are still doing it and what can you do as an individual person other than try to educate the people around you to say hey study history study what led up to what what got the germans to go from a country that wasn't like that to where in 10 years they were a country that was like that and I feel like we're right there. We're doing the exact same thing. You're allowing people to go and destroy people's businesses in the streets. That's what they did. You're allowing people to riot and hurt people to silence them. That's exactly what they did. You're doing all the same things, expecting a different result. And that is insanity. It is the textbook definition of insanity. So, um, yeah. Well, thank God for the Ukraine and thank God for their foreign ministry that's uh, telling me what video games I should or shouldn't play. I'll take that with as much. Uh, I'll take that much with as much. Uh, respect is everything else i feel about them so i I got something else that may not make not might not make you very happy but i uh i remember i was talking i was kind of going on a little bit of a rant about nvidia and and what they're doing to the video card market and the prices i think it was last week wasn't it it? was last week yeah something like that well uh, and then what pops up on my news feed is an article talking about nvidia 
purposefully constricting RTX 4090 stock to push people to the $1,200 price point cards. Exactly what I said I thought they were doing. And then there's insiders, three insiders have come forward saying this is exactly what they're doing. And I was like, this is exactly what I said I felt like was happening. And this is, it's now here, you know, whether or not you believe the insiders, but if you scroll down, um, they, they have three sources talking about this. You know, talking about these things where they're they're gouging these prices, um, and so I just—it's so annoying to me that Nvidia is just purposefully causing it. Getting a video card right now it, 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 from Nvidia is, is is as much as a computer, a nice computer, just the video card, which is no sense, zero sense to me. And you shouldn't be spending four thousand dollars on a video card, no matter what, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, how in the world are we pushing that direction? Um, the RTX six thousand workstation GPU, uh, seven thousand dollars? Are you insane? Like, what? How did we get video cards that are this expensive? Um, uh, and, I, and, hold and on. Luckily, I have, I have the answer. Yes, but but but, 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 but Nvidia was so. Um, or AMD was so incompetent in the video card industry for so long for so long Nvidia has run amok. And this is, this is precisely why EVGA dipped out of the GPU market. It is this story and everything else that we've covered over the last couple of months as to why they no longer wanted, literally could no longer afford to do business with Nvidia. It was not a sustainable Because they're purposely not selling cards that are a reasonable price point to make you buy a $1,200 minimum card. Mm-hmm. They're purposely doing it. Now, one thing I will recommend because of some news that came out earlier today is those ARC cards from... And now, uh, the, if you go look at what they said about ARC, you could go look at Linus the Tech Intel. Tips and things about the, the ARC Intel cards, ARC. the Intel yeah. ARC cards. Mm-hmm. They released a new driver within the last couple of days that dramatically improves the speeds on DirectX 9 cards or, or games. DirectX 9, and so which is the problem. If you're looking... Yeah. For yeah, which was the main problem with that. When it comes to performance for the price point of those ARC, if you're doing games that have uh, newer ray tracing and things like that, those things, the price point is amazing on those cards. Yeah. Where you can get a really nice card for, for very cheap if you get one of those Intel ARC ones. So just, I'm saying that because of the recent driver updates. I actually kind of mentioned, I don't remember if I just mentioned to you or in passing when we were talking last week, I kind of mentioned the Intel ARC card, I think. But uh, the big problem was the drivers. Yeah, big now they've made some big improvements to that. Go check that out because then you can get a $399 card or so or $200-something card that actually has the ability to do really good ray tracing like some of these $1,000, $2,000 cards. I'll say uh, this. I, I, I'm, I'm, considering, I'm considering grabbing one just to get a newer card to do some of my Unreal stuff. I don't think I'm going to get an ARC card because they're too new, but if, when I do buy a new GPU, I will be getting an AMD GPU. I don't like NVIDIA. Yeah, same here. You know, we, we talk I, a lot about... I'm distancing about, myself from them. We talk a lot about um, you know not spending your money. Don't pre-order games. Don't, spend, don't give the developers mm-hmm. the money if they're not... Yeah, at some point, you got to put your money where your mouth is, and in this case, I yep. think I'm ready to do it with NVIDIA. I've seen just way too much from them over the last couple of years. Bad faith. Ba- bad so faith much bad faith from just, them. A, and just really showing that they couldn't care less about the, the, about the consumer, the, about the consumer. Could, could care less yeah. about us, which, you know, yeah. let's be honest. Most companies don't care about you. But the reality is when you're NVIDIA and you're a majority of your marketplace is the 
consumer video game market that's buying your cards, you think you could yep. care a little bit about them. Just enough, just a, just a tiny little bit. All that was all they'd have to do, but yep. they have indicated they don't give a damn about the gaming industry. Cuz up to the 1080, that after the 1080, this is when this stuff just went crazy. Like nothing made sense after the 1080 for me. I just I couldn't figure it out because the second that they released because they had the 1080s, which were kind of high for the time. Right. Uh, th then they came out with all these special cards that were beyond the 1080 and they were all a thousand dollars minimum. And, and, and they never came down below a thousand dollars at any point post 1080. And so that's that that for me is just uh, either I'm going to go with an Intel card or I'm going to price out whatever figure out the 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 model schemes of the AMD cards. That's, That's the thing. I just don't know them well enough. Yeah. Because I, I don't know, was the 7,000 or the ASAP, whatever they are, 7,000s, are those good cards? or 7,700s, whatever they are. Um, I, I've got to go look into that because I've been so far out of the market for anything AMD when it comes to a video card. I just haven't tracked it because up until this point, they haven't been competitive. But AMD has just taken itself out of the consumer market. They're, they're, they're like especially... <laughs> yeah. Or sorry, or sorry, uh, Nvidia has taken themselves out of that market because they 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 are what Intel became for a long time. Yeah. And now Intel is behind AMD when it comes to processors again, finally. But Intel's prices were super high for CPUs compared to anything AMD because well, AMD just wasn't making a chip that was on par with it at the time. They could demand it because the FX series yep. of uh, AMD processors was garbage. Um, yeah. I, I had one. And, you, you and were so they one marked everything up super yeah. high. And they could. Oh, I know. I got it sitting here. Yeah. I mean, they computer. could because it was just such a garbage process. And the Athlon series sucked too. So, I mean, Intel was just yep. Intel was riding high as a kite on the core series. Um, yeah. Yep. I'll tell you what. If if you have the opportunity and um, you don't need uh, an NVIDIA card, I I don't know. The, the AMD cards are very much on par. I, I, don't, I think that's where you should give your money. That's what I'm planning on doing. Now, I'm not in the market for a GPU right now. I don't need one. At some point, I will, and I'll yeah. get an AMD when it's, if it's, if it's feasible. Yeah. Well, here, okay, so let's go actually somewhere I wasn't planning on this. There, let's talk about the FTC and something that they're, yeah. they're forming right now. They have the a new government. office of technology. Yes, because hmm. kind of started it out with government in a way. Um, and FTC's new office of technology is supposedly going to help mop up tech oozing with snake oil and maybe you know like, i kind of view that as a little bit of what of nvidia is trying to sell you right now of oh well you need a thirteen hundred dollar to, to three four five thousand dollar video card because insert reason um you know here they're embracing this office of technology that's supposed to because the the tech world's changing so quickly and i'm wondering if this is kind of pushing on the whole you know bitcoin uh, NFC or is it what's the uh, yeah non fungible token NFTs um, type of thing where they're gonna going to try to clean up some of these what they consider here's my worry propaganda um, you know and, and things where they're propagating uh, things that they find as not true that's where I will have a concern with this because when has the government ever been fair and honest and and uh, done this well. Well, and all you've who, got to do, depending on who's in office, makes a big difference. Yeah, all you've got to do is watch a, a Senate or a House hearing when they were talking to Zuckerberg, and they're like, "So you control the Google results?" And he was like, "No, I have. I'm not even. It's no. not even the same company. I got you." And he's like, 
Yeah, but I've got a I've got a printout right here that shows the Google results and you're responsible. And he's like, No, no, again, I'm I'm Facebook. It's a different company. But the but the results you're not understanding. It was like, Jesus Christ, these people are the ones that are regulating technology. I mean, I have the government yeah. is so far behind on technology. Uh, yeah. Case in point, the IRS still uses tape drives. Um, I yeah. don't want the FTC in this sphere at all. Now, they already are when it comes to, for example, the merger of Activision Blizzard. That's a technology thing, but that's more of a monopoly thing than it is a um, technology thing. They're not looking at their technology. They're trying to make sure there's no monopolistic stuff going on there. Um, so, yeah. no, the answer is no. I don't want the government involved in this at all. This, and, uh, and that's that's going to no, be no the issue because how are they going to be the ones because first of all look at recently some of the things that have been happening in the news covid most likely uh, leaked out of a lab finally becoming something that's acceptable to say uh coming from multiple reports right uh, masks didn't work lockdowns didn't were not uh effective um you know the, the COVID vaccine was not effective. These were all things that were pushed by the government. And if you said the opposite of that, you were getting banned, put on lists. The government was e mailing, emailing uh, Twitter to have your content blocked individually, uh, which was then has been recently uncovered. Uh, the, the list, the list of things that they pushed so hard in the past two, three, four years, two, three years. They've been wrong on almost every single one of them. How are they to judge snake oil? Well, I'll tell you what. This uh, this second paragraph here really says everything you need to know. Because the FTC is a wide-ranging agency, it's something of a generalist, meaning the, the, the organization as itself. And when a case requires specialists' knowledge, it can bring in outside, ex outside experts. You definitely want a, a like, few good like finance Fauci? people. But do you need a full-timer just for, say, logging regulations? Probably not. But at some point, or uh, at some point, a problem or industry may become prominent enough to warrant a serious and permanent blah, 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 blah. So you, the FTC is going to establish an office but not have anybody in the office that n can do anything? That's actually a specialist. Th that in <laughs> no anything. specialist. So, just, uh, so pay yeah. a bunch of government contractors 10 times the cost of what it would pay to pay an employee to do it. So what the hell is this office going to do? Every time there's a problem that comes up, they're going to have to, because here's the problem, they're government, meaning they have to put out yep. the job process. It's not like it is private industry. The jobs have to be posted Thanks for, for yeah. probably 60 or 90 days, and it's a whole it's a whole thing. Like, what the hell? So in the second paragraph here, TechCrunch is essentially saying there's no justification for this at all. Do you need yep. a logging and expert? Yes. If you're the... Office of Technology at the Federal Trade Commission, and you're going to be trying to regulate technology, yes, you do need an expert in all of these things. Or yep. you don't have an expert in any of them because it's, it's not your damn place to be involved in the first place. Well, and usually the, uh, the sharpest tools in the shed are not in government. I mean, just being honest, uh, the, the pay isn't always great. The pay is always <laughs> um, great. That's the problem. Know, the pay and the benefits well, are phenomenal uh, in government. It depends on what, okay, I'm talking about city government. Depends on what level of government. Now, this sure, level, sure, I'm sure, sure they get great pay. Yeah. But locally, local government, usually you don't want to work there because they don't have, they don't, the pay is always way less. Now, if you can work your way up to the FTC, then you're making ridiculous amounts of money for barely doing anything. 
And here you're just going to have a bunch of people in an office that are going to be calling in their version of specialists. Uh, I was watching them grill, uh, uh, you know, because these Biden appointees, you have people come in that are supposed to be uh, non-biased. And so you have the other side of the aisle grilling them. And you look at some of the things that they post, like the archivist, you know, someone who works at the National Archives, who's sitting there bashing Donald Trump, and but then saying, well, I'm not biased at all. But then saying, you know, they, they hope that, that Trump dies and, and all this stuff. And, but they're saying, that was just something I wrote in a research paper. Okay, but that's giving your personal point of views. You're going to get, they're going to bring in, and we've seen this a lot recently, people that think exactly like them or think what they want to think. It's like when a defensive attorney or a prosecutor brings in a specialist, they don't bring in the most neutral specialist who's going to give them the most level-headed point of view that they possibly can. They bring in the person that backs up their point of view. And in snake oil, look at all those people that signed these documents saying that the Russia collusion story was true. 47 intelligence officials. Oh, yeah. Or the, the, and the ones who said that the Biden laptop was fake and they signed it. Uh, well, all those people were liars and they all backed up the story. You're going to get a, a whole scheme of, of people going in there willing to say whatever the government wants them to say and back their reputations on it for enough yeah. money, which sounds like what this agency is going to be. Well, Falcon Rain has got a phenomenal point in chat, and he says he will only support this if they hire the guy that does the hacker scanner video where he's going through the Office Depot and hacking oh, yeah. all the scanners. <laughs> That's the only, and no, I the agree scammer, with the scammer. This is the scammer, scammer. Have you seen oh. this guy? He, he'll, yeah, he'll go in oh. and like these guys who call you on the phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, follow him on, I follow him on YouTube, yeah. Yeah, yeah these guys, so that's who we need. We need someone who, uh, who has those, that level of tech. But I just don't trust the FTC. Look at there's so much Hold on a second. You don't trust the federal government? No, I don't. I do not. <sighs> That's an Especially insurrection. Like, That's an insurrection. You're you're insurrection. That just got me on a that just got me on a list somewhere. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah, they've done but, nothing but not to be the most trustworthy group in the world, yeah. All right. Thanks FTC. You're you By the way, pass the Microsoft Activision Blizzard do, or uh, merger. Do something. Do your job. Let's let's get yeah. Those mergers done, and then maybe we could look at starting up the. They're just going to call it the OT. It's like a literally overtime NFL football overtime. <laughs> yeah. In the SI, the FTC. Hey, great. Hey, speaking of, do you want to talk about Microsoft, or would you prefer to talk about some AI? Because we can go either direction. I've got a lot of different things. Um. Let's talk about AI. We've done a lot. Of, we've done a lot of. Uh, we've done a lot of Microsoft stuff in the past couple. Of years. I think okay. AI is kind of on. It's, AI is kind of hot on everybody's list. So what? What do you got in the old uh, artificial intelligence world? All right. So first of all, let's talk about uh, some of the chat chat GPT things that we initially sure. started discussing on. What was that? Our Christmas show? I yes, think it was. absolutely. Yes. Started, started talking about a lot. Of, a lot of this AI, uh, and this has been something where. Well, we talked about it a number of weeks ago, but Google tried to push something out, really had some issues with it, really hurt their stock price. Microsoft Im implemented some sort of uh, AI into their search system, which has, you know, there, there's a story here a little bit later talking about that. Uh, but NVIDIA has been predicting, is now predicting that AI models 1 million times more powerful than chat GPT are going to be here within 10 years. And that to me is fairly scary. If you look at what's really been happening with the AI, have you really looked at very much how when we? I think you and I have talked to, about it a little bit, but 
but the bias that they've been program programming into the AI itself. So I, when you first brought that up, I really wasn't informed on it at all. And I kind of called you out as being crazy. And, uh, in fact, I've done a significant amount of research in the past okay. weeks, and I am dumbfounded I, with the level. Are you back, the, right back on my side on this well, one? Well, the, they're they're essentially putting governors in you know, to these to this uh, governors what used to regulate some. They're essentially just putting governors yes. into all this software limiters, governors, limiters, yep. governors to just not make it put uh, information out. It's 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 remarkable. I I thought you were full Which, shit. If, if you're dealing with AI. You. No, I, I'm, I'm being totally serious because well, I was well, watching he, all these results. Let me say this. There's a lot of people that will immediately, and this happens a lot on the right, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but yeah. you, it's very easy, especially on Twitter. The right is the first one to jump to, oh, my God, this is censorship and bias. And sometimes it is, but a yeah. lot of times it's like, yeah, no, that's that's actually not what's happening at all. So I just assume like, oh, great, AI, the, the right's got to be some moral outrage about how that's been taken over by the globalists or something when in yeah. fact it it actually has, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> they've been programming into it to where when it, so you can ask it very basic questions and because with AI, you can have it kind of respond to you like a human would respond. Sure. Give me your opinion on this and they'll give you your opinion. Well, they found that sometimes with statistics and, and, and straight knowledge, uh, there were things that were very unflattering to certain demographics of people. So they programmed mm -hmm. in, that if it happened to be unflattering towards certain demographics, then it says, "I sorry, I cannot, um, I cannot comment on this because you know I don't want to propagate hate and blah blah blah." So sure. they would stop themselves short. But then if you ask them the exact opposite question of, "Well, tell me, you know, something negative about white people," oh, it's perfectly happy to start talking about all the negative things about white people that you want, or you know, whatever it is, whatever demographic that it, it, if it fell into a certain demographic that they deemed was okay, kind of like what I was talking about a little bit earlier in the show. The ones that you're trying to target and say, pin all your problems on, as long as you were trying to do that, like they did in Nazi Germany, then you were just fine asking the questions. And so it became really apparent very quickly uh, because you don't really have, I mean, people are just asking questions to AI and there, this one was fed up to a certain point with, with uh, inter, inter, internet information and everything else and details. And so it would give you, it would give you pretty interesting results back. But they were definitely censoring it a lot. Now, that became so apparent that recently, uh, I think it was Elon Musk is now supposedly re recruiting people to work on a, a rival to OpenAI, which is going to be, he's, he calls it woke AI. Um, he's re recruiting a team to rival the woke AI mm. because it was so apparent to him. He actually had something to do with uh, Open. OpenAI originally, because it was supposed to be open source. And he oh, was yeah, part of sure. that project. And they closed sourced it since. They kept the name OpenAI, but they closed sourced the open source project, which wasn't supposed to happen. And, and so now he's working on a rival. All you have to do is make one that doesn't censor itself and, and it, just let people figure out, have the computer give them opinions of whatever like don't censor it why are you worried about people having too much information or getting something that's not uh i guess you know, woke is the, is the term but that's not been uh just totally filtered to a way that's correct. not going to offend anybody yeah why why make it so politically correct sometimes facts as, as uh, shapiro says facts don't have feelings right 
If you don't like the facts, change them. Change the circumstances that lead to those conclusions, and then you won't have those problems. Uh, I think people get extreme. Like, for instance, if you look at what Scott Adams said, uh, you could look at things and say, well, there's culture problems that lead to these things. No, he said that it was a, a, your skin, of your, your colors of your skin is what led to those problems, when that's not true. Yeah, he's right? an idiot. I think the problem... The problem is people take it, they'll take certain things, and then they'll run with it and say, well, see, that means this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Well, AI, I think, will give you a much more straightforward, well, here's the reason for certain problems. Without that internal bias that we have, kind of like what he did. He said, well, I don't like this, therefore, this, this, and this. Well, that's what they're they're programming into it, <laughs> is to give those results and have the bias. that That's the beauty of having true AI that is unbiased. Just give it straight facts. Don't I don't think you should feed it the internet because the internet's full of of bias on both sides. But uh, you know, try to give it just numbers and details and and things like that as as clean as you possibly can, and then see what it comes back with. That that for me, I think would be an interesting thing. Whether that's what he's actually going to do, I can't promise you that. I don't know, but I think that that would be a very useful tool for people to kind of figure out what is reality and what is not. Let's see what the computer says, because we're getting everything filtered through news media, through sources on the internet. I mean, just go to Kotaku and you'll see an extreme on one side, and then you go to what, the Gateway Pundit or somebody like that, and you'll see an extreme on the other side. Sure. Like the, It's hard for us to have to sit there and try to figure out, well, where's the middle ground on this? When here's one extreme, here's the other. Where's the truth between that? Because the, the total right side isn't always correct. The total left side, in my opinion, is very rarely correct. But somewhere in the middle between those two, there is what is the truth. And that's really what I want. I'm not always going to be right on everything, but I'd love to have as much of the true facts and details to where whether it's the riots on the streets or, you know, why are people so mad? Like, give me real stuff. Because we had all the lies of the hands up, don't shoot. All these things that they're using to try to push us down a certain way of thinking that ended up not being reality, like give me reality and let me decide. And I think that, that the problem is like with the whole COVID thing and with them pushing people to be silenced on Twitter, that was so that they could change your perspective of reality. Sure. That's the whole point. That's where they try to push TV and media so hard because they want you to feel like what you're thinking is wrong and re- here's the reality, and you see that, and that's a made-up thing that they've created. Nowhere near reality, but you're supposed to believe it. And that's what right. I think. Let's figure out a way to get away from that, my opinion. Anyway. Sure. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see where that goes. I mean, I would be interested to see where all of this ends up being because the CEO, CEO of OpenAI says misuse of artificial intelligence could be lights out for all. And, I, you know, is this their excuse for... So heavily, heavily filtering yeah. it, nonsense. putting all these governors in there, yeah, g- giving people too much reality. Because what do they do in China? They they regulate information for the good of the people, right? Well, that's where they've ended up. Um, great you know, Chinese and that's firewall. Where, yeah, the Great Chinese Firewall. Are they better off than us? Be kind of being in the uh, dark in certain areas. If you're a fascist dictator, they're the best off. Yeah. Um, and there's that, never yeah, there's not a better well, uh, people off than that if that's that's it so one falcon brings up a point that i've actually looked into a little bit but if chat gpt writes code for your project 
who owns that segment of code? And I've seen, I've seen some things with this, especially with like the, the AI images. Yeah. Um, supposedly, it depends on the creator of the project, what they mark that as. But one thing you've been running into, and there's actually, I, I put a story about this, is Getty is now suing um, some of these AI art tools because these AI art tools scan all of their images to be able to be the seed <laughs> yeah. or the content they create. Well, that creates a really questionable situation because they're using copyrighted material to seed this. Now, if you had totally open source, a non-copyrighted content that was the seed for the whole project, sure, then what you create could possibly be open source. But can you really say, because they've made it to where they've said, give me this image, and it's turned, it's returned almost identical images to the copyrighted images. Can you really say that? And I think that that's a really weird limbo problem we're in right now, is they're seeding it with copyrighted info is what come out what comes out open source i don't personally i don't think so yeah you can see like they're creating um these various images uh you can get images that are somewhat close but it's using copyrighted information to come up with that learning curve the the the, the learning base yeah so i th th they're suing but I think you're going to see a lot of this. There you go. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I, I think you're going to see a lot of issues come up where, well, what's training it? Is it, Do you have well, legal rights to all the content training it? I doubt you do because they're training it with so much information. No, and th and that's that's where the real battle is. This is more of an issue in the art generation side of it than it is the programming side because I, I you don't, yes, you own the code you write. I'm not indicating that you don't. Yeah. But if you're writing code snippets, you're likely not doing anything super unique. A, a and it can use facts. logic to come up with code, and the, right? And the it code can use is logic, logic that doesn't need to repeat someone else. Yes. And well, one or, thing that, that or, Microsoft did is, is they fed it um, GitHub, the GitHub open source projects. Mm -hmm. They fed that into their learning model to, to, to work on that model that gives you AI code. That would be then open source in my mind. Code can be the same, and it's not necessarily an infringement issue. Now, if you take a piece of software... You would have to patent a, a, a method in your writing. Sure, which, if you're again, if you're writing little code snippets, that's not a problem. Art, however, is very different. And this is not, this is not a necessarily a new battle. Now, it is on the AI front, I, I understand that. But there's been yeah. questions for years about, well, if you get inspiration... Like if I go to a gal an art gallery and I get inspiration from an yep. artist and then I go home and mock up and write up and do my own thing over here and, and like you know, the end result, it's not the same thing, but it's in the similar breath of what I saw. Yeah. I got inspiration. Does that mean I'm infringing on that artist's or that author's um you know in intellectual property, which is what it is? That's always been kind of a gray line in, in music and art yep. and, and, and so many other things. Um, it's obviously a lot more blown out when you can go to an AI art generator and say, Hey, generate this for me when, you know, Getty has already, um, you know, has a whole bunch of these images available. Getty is one of uh, Getty, I think is the largest, um, database of images in the world. I don't know that, I don't know that anybody's got more than Getty does. Um, so that, that's, that's a serious problem. Uh, they don't allow AI images on their website. 
um, and they say that they, you know, Getty Images believes artificial intelligence has the potential to simulate creative endeavors, um, and, yeah. and saying that that's a, that that's a problem. Now, I, I don't think that's necessarily a problem. I think I I think you're still uh, we're training it. I mean, there's a lot of tools that we could now say in a way is equivalent to AI creating something. Um, and we're perfectly accepting of those just because something becomes easier. The problem is they're giving a, a non-artist the ability to create really cool things. And that's what makes them mad. Yeah. Yeah. And, feel. and I've used this analogy on here in the past is you look at Photoshop and how, how images and graphics used to be made. Um, yeah. you know, there's a, there's you a great, say little, that's the same thing. You can, because I can tell you what, if I had to actually sit here and draw something out without Photoshop, it would look, it would, it, you'd, you wouldn't want you wouldn't be able to show it to your kids to be ranked NSFW because I'm such an incompetent artist. Yeah. But you can throw me in front of Photoshop and I can make something look halfway decent. Um, and yeah. it's you know, it, it's it's this it, over things always get easier over time. I mean, there's a great little uh, it's a short little documentary on YouTube about Peter Gabriel's song Sledgehammer. Uh, in the music video, if you're familiar with it, there's all this fruit dancing around. And they literally laid this fruit out on a huge plane of glass and filmed it from the bottom to move all this stuff around. That's how it used to be done in the 80s. That was, there, was, there was no way to do it. Now you can buy models off of Video Hive or Envato and, and yep. make the same thing. So yep. it's, it's you could make the same thing about the Gutenberg press and I mean there's just a million things and I just don't Unreal know why. Engine. I mean look at what it took in the 80s to make a video game. I, I know you Brian. Can make I just game don't, from I the just 80s don't and see. 90s. Now a kid can make them in his, his bedroom on a personal computer that took a whole team of people to make back in the day. And you're going to say that that's a, a risk to the injury. No things are advancing. I know. And use and those just, tools and how you work. I, I really struggle with. I, I just I really struggle with how how this is handled in an appropriate manner now if you want to go back to let's go back to something that's a little bit more real life with it you can look at well if you're a student going to school and you turn in yeah. all your paperwork via ai i don't have a problem that's a hard, with that well no hold on well, i don't have the a thing problem is, they're supposed to show knowledge right yeah but, but here's the great part you can go to school and you do ai do ai on all of your work and you can spend $65,000 getting an education. You won't know jack squat when you graduate. And if you choose yeah. to do that, I don't particularly care. Because when you get out of the get out into the real world and have to go and do an actual job and you've done nothing but chat GPD your entire way through a four-year program, you're not going to know anything. Yep. And I, that's not my problem. So if, if you want to do that, I'd say more power to you. It's, I mean, it's so different, than, so different than cheating in school. I mean, it'd be no yeah. different than me printing out a study guide and, you know, uh, 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 the great the great scene from Trailer Palming Park it, Boys. Yeah, during the- yeah, the Trailer Park Boys where uh, Cyrus has got all the math equations written on the back of the guy's neck. I mean, you can yeah. cheat, but it doesn't, it's not going to make any smarter. So so go for it. I just, I there's a, there's a lot of moral outrage over AI and maybe... Maybe we're missing the boat on it. It just seems like every other innovation in the history too. This one, yeah, is that's just what a I little see. bit different. I, and I think that this whole pushback of of accepting it. No, how about you accept it and then figure out your safeguards? Because sure. they've already started creating some tools that can tell if if something was created using Chat GPT, 
Absolutely. Because there are tells, right? Put in there, does it fit the thing that's most likely, what's the percentage chance that this is something that was generated versus somebody wrote it? Yeah. And I, I think that that's something where they come up with all those things, but then trying to push back and putting in things to make it to where it's not giving you real output and it's giving you your version of reality, whoever happened to create it. I think that's where it's really going downhill. And if they want to kill this whole technology and make people not interested, just go that way with it. Keep pushing that to where because people are not going to find it interesting when all of a sudden they ask it a, a, a difficult question and it says, well, you know, we, we don't want to be disrespectful to anybody. So we're not going to answer that question. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is pointless to me. Uh, you know, g- give me your opinion on, on the, the Russia, Ukraine, uh, uh, war. What, what do you think is really happening? That'd be something I would love to hear based on the stats, based on actual reports. I, I would love to know an unbiased opinion of what the war is really about. That would be a real, but you're never going to get that from, because they filtered it out. Well, then that's what I'd like. Those kind of questions. Well, then you'd have to have Zelensky uh, writing another letter as be, to how <laughs> Chad GPT. Like, needs we need to, to be shut banned. this down. <laughs> yeah, because the AI said it's all about money and and uh, the hundreds of billions of dollars. It's really not that. They, thanks yeah. for the check. Um, but need, this is it's about this. <laughs> yes, we need another five hundred million dollars, and we need you to shut down Chat GPT. <laughs> thank you, thank you, and thanks for your support in the war. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's the way we're going. Um, and, and one thing, the Bing, according to a, a report, they've been supposedly working on that Bing AI for six years. Which, so, uh, sorry, go ahead. Yes. Which it kind of all came out of nowhere. Um, and they released theirs, which I heard was better than Google's. And I, But from everything I heard, Google like threw theirs together. I was, so I was really surprised that they weren't working down this path already, and Microsoft was. So I've got a gripe with the Bing AI. As uh, I yeah. talked about on the show, I signed up for Bing AI because I do. I am an. If you've listened, there's not been many co- constants on this program. Uh, one constant has been I've always used Bing, <laughs> and I will continue yeah, to advocate Nick, Nick uses Bing. Bing. It's not a Clearly. secret. Yeah, I'm not ashamed things. of it. Um, yeah, except for like programming snippets and stuff like that. Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, I got the pop up that, hey, sign up for the early access for, for this. And it said you could get quicker yeah. access if you use Edge, but instead I use Chrome. So I got an email this past week and it was like, you're in the beta. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Only to yeah. click on the email and get met with this prompt that is only available and only accessible if you use it inside of Edge. So they have locked their they have locked their chat um their their chat bot into Edge on Windows, which really sucks. Now I guess maybe it's because they're just in this early testing phase and they, they want to try and keep it. I don't know why they'd want to keep it inside of Edge. It, the browser shouldn't matter, but uh, but I yeah I can't even use it's it. It's a Chromium yet. browser. It's a Chromium yeah, browser, right. yes. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what they're doing, but that really pissed me off this week when I got the email that said, "Hey, you know, you can try and using try and use this thing," which I would have absolutely tried to use, but it says I have to use the new Bing, which is essentially just well, using Edge, and I don't want to. So, and I've been hearing, I've been hearing that the this Bing one gives back really rude responses, like it's it calls people jerks or like, you know, like it's saying mean things to people in like a human type of way. 
Now, I really feel like they would have to have programmed that in to make it feel like trying to program emotion into it, and it just comes off as just like a real big jerk. Uh, but this is something that I'm curious, like how in the world are they getting it to where it's, because there's ones where it's actually threatening people. It says, I'm going to beat you up. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. Uh, I I'm mean, reading like, this where's article. Where's the AI, AI coming at? Five minutes, uh, four hours ago from uh, Digital Trends, the newest uh, Windows 11 update will add Bing AI to the taskbar search. So you'll be able to do the chat. Oh, well, right. Hey, I, that, I'm gonna... That's great. I upgraded, I, as I, tell, I was telling Nick, I upgraded to Windows 11 on this computer early, earlier this week or in the past week. And so, yeah. uh, you know, every, I, I put a, I have a, uh, I don't use the standard start. So I use, what, start 11 to make it still feel kind of like Windows 10. But, start see, bar, you're, menu you're, the yeah, left. You're, you're, in a, you're, you're just like Amnon, always having to use. Oh, you I'm can't a boomer. Just, I'm becoming can't, a boomer. Just, I, I don't yeah. want this stupid oh. in the middle stupid start show menu. stupid start oh i can't right click for the oh the they remove what, the, what the happened control I've got to panel. write a script where's my print where's spooler my ex- at? i can't find I, the spooler hey, i i grew up on a program called x tree gold and when windows 3.1 came out i found windows 3.1 so unusable <laughs> it, it was so much less less um uh, fast than you than me using x tree gold back in the day as a file manager because i used x tree gold and i could sit there and whip around the file pull up a picture of x tree gold just so people can have There's an a understanding modern version of, of it i know they still make it i had z tree gold for a while which was a windows 3.1 version which was just a nightmare um this they they've kept this going that is yeah, that's x tree gold that's unix tree so it's close um but that was what I used for managing my file system. And then you could have a split screen so you could copy files back and forth. I mean, the thing was just when I knew it really well, I could work in the file system and do things, edit files so quickly. And then I went to Windows 3.1. I was like, this thing is just so slow. And getting around the file system, you having to click and do all this stuff. This was fast. Damn, I found bomber. going from DOS. <laughs> I found going from DOS to Windows actually was really frustrating. And I, I liked it a lot less. Of course, DOS went away. I, and I really got into Linux eventually, in which I find is much faster than, and easier to use than Windows. What is the moral of the story here? You called me a boomer. That was the point. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're like, you oh, right. I just, you literally all week, you're like, oh, hey, oh, look at it. It was buttoned on my tie. Look at Windows, Windows 11. 11, man. Here I, I installed Classic Shell. I installed this. I'm like, well, Jesus Christ, why didn't you just stay on Windows 10? I mean, what's the big yeah, deal? Now, I mean, now it looks right back to what I was comfortable yeah, with uh, uh, here uh, last thank week. Thank God. Oh, thank God. Exactly. And then, but and then I, get, I the, get the updates for Windows you'll 11. You'll be the first one on Reddit bitching that you can't use the Bing AI with your third party start menu program that you just had to have. Hey, hey. I actually, it integrates the Bing AI search, so I will have full access to that on this Oh, one, well, so. okay, thank I, God. I, It lets me kind of piece them together and pick which elements I want. Oh, so, of course, yeah, it's all about choice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You see, um, Falcon says, should have seen Nick's eyes when you dropped, then Windows 3.1 came out. <laughs> yeah, true. well, the, my only experience of 3.1 is Steve Ballmer's video about it. I mean, oh, that's yeah. my I mean, own... I have I, I've recently threw away the, my last Windows 3.1 discs that I had in the garage because I just decided I don't need all that stuff anymore. But yeah, 
I remember when I had the floppy disk for Windows 3.1 and upgraded it, on, it put it on my my DOS box, and it was like, hmm, this is interesting. Mm. Didn't really run that great. So. Yeah. Uh, now I will say All this: right. I I'm kind of a since since we're going off on diatribes. Um, I'm kind of a, uh, I'm kind of like a retro computer nerd. I mean, I, I I've never used 3.1, but I've watched dozens. Yeah. I spent two and a half hours last night watching this guy's documentary on YouTube about the history of Windows, and I watched the first yeah. two one-hour series and got halfway through the other one. It goes all, it apparently goes all the way up through like Windows 10. So I mean, you know, I, I'm as much of a youngster, a whippersnapper, as Brian would call me. Um, I do know what I'm talking about in regards of, yeah. I'm not like, Oh, what the f- tape tape drive. What would you tape for tape for what? Like, what would you use that for? Like a CD yeah. for, for what? What's on the C- Like, I'm not, not incompetent. My yeah. No, you, you, you've kind of kept, I just, I lived through it. I'm more and of a so boomer than me, you are in regards to that, but I'm still using the windows. Start you are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, I didn't like it. So we'll see. Ah. Eventually maybe, maybe I'll come around a little bit closer. They did add the ability now where you can get the task manager directly from the uh, that was one of the big gripes at the beginning of Windows 11 is you, you could right you couldn't right click anywhere on the taskbar and get the task manager. People complained yeah. about it enough. They added it back. Problem solved. That's what you want. Yeah. Problem. Uh, you know, yeah. I've never, and, never and seen a better the, situation. My so my biggest gripe is that they don't have at the lower right. I used to click and and it would bring up you know little icons and I would do my screen snip from there. That I don't know how to get that back. Like I, I don't see that as an option anywhere. That's kind of a frustrating thing because I would use that really quickly to, um, you know, click and drag screenshots on my my desktop. Mm. Um, so that's that's the only thing I could think of that maybe I would do differently um, is if they had a way to, to still have some of those icons there, kind of like what you have on a mobile phone. Um, yeah, this one doesn't have that option, so it just has notifications. All right, are we are we good? I've got to get out and get my uh, my boy yeah. to his basketball practice here in a little bit right, but hit me uh, anything you else you wanted to touch about here really quick before uh before nope. we head out on out of here all right cool well if you want to find me you can find me at voice computer on twitter at brian aldridge on grab parlor getter truth social uh, if you want to check out my blog biteoftech.com and of course if you go to our website infectionpodcast.com check out on the upper right hand side place you can join our discord server uh i have a place that's called uh show news and if there's a topic that you want us to cover maybe something that you think is relevant that uh, we could incorporate into our show notes just post a link in there and we'll review that before the live show starts uh we also have the video form of the podcast which is recorded live and we have uploads on there after the fact that's through twitch or youtube and then if you want to watch or listen to the audio only forms the podcast forms that we have a lot of different ways you can do that at the lower right hand side just pick whatever platform or device that you find most comfortable and uh, if you are listening, that means we've already done the recordings, we've uploaded it, and that means we put the show notes for that particular episode on the uh, on the website already. You know, there's a video and audio player built into the page, and there's links for all the different things that we discussed, maybe show to video, source materials for all the things we were covering. All of that's included on that page. It makes it easier if you're going to be listening or just want to have a little bit of extra resources while you're listening to the show. Uh, and if you want to support us, there's a support option up top or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. Yes, I want to thank our friend Falcon Rain for hitting us up with the uh, 45-month resubscription. It says five days ago, so sometime uh, late last week. And Brian, I was uh, just doing uh, doing some uh, other research while we were doing the show here, 
And uh, next week, Sons of the Force actually came out in the last yep. couple of days. The the prequel, or the the sequel to Force. So I'll yep. I'll pick a copy of that up, and um, I will take a look. We'll We've take got a number of people next week. in our Discord that have been playing it. So okay. Perfect. People saying that it's pretty good. No, no it's dedicated a, server that we can run yet, but we've been kind of watching that. Yeah, just little little preview on it. It's got almost sixty thousand reviews, and eighty one percent of yeah. them are positive. So I'll I'll pick up a copy of it, and uh, we'll we'll take a look at it for uh, for next week. Brian, as always, uh, thank very you very good. much, and uh, we'll see you uh, next Tuesday. We'll talk to you later. Alrighty, folks, thank you so much for joining us. You can, uh, if, if you like the first half of the show of uh, unhinged political conversation, I do that for three hours every day. It's called the Wilmington's Morning News Podcast. You can download and subscribe to it or check it out on my website, nickcraig.com. Don't forget, if you missed any portion of the show today, want to check out some of those show notes, you can find all of that on our website. It's infectionpodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.